Hi, everybody. It's episode 498 of PodQuest. Hey. It is Wednesday, February 28th, 2024. I am Chris. With me is Walnut. Yeah, I'm here. Drew Drew is somewhere else doing something yeah, else. He, he, he got his dates mixed up. He thought we were going to record on Tuesday, but that's actually next week. But we're actually fine to record on Wednesday. So he's just all sorts of discombobulated, I think. Yeah, he, he really did. He's like, can we record Tuesday? Wait, never. No, wait, no. Wednesday's fine, but I can't. No, not this week. I won't be there this week. <laughs> it's just all sorts of mixed up. It happens. It yeah. happens. Um, you know, I meant to actually say this before we started recording. Totally forgot. Um, I don't know if you saw. Um, they announced a second Philly date for that Stardew Valley concert. Did they really? Yeah, and I, it looks like there are still tickets available. I don't know how many or like if they're, you know, reasonably together. But yeah, it's June 1st, I want to say, was the second date. Interesting. Like it. Honestly, like if you can swing it and like get a ticket and all, um, we went this past Saturday. It like it was a really sold good out. time. And is it sold out? It wasn't sold out on Sunday. Yep, it's sold out. I just checked the. Uh, I'm just looking at their website now, and it is showing June first, Philadelphia sold out. That is stupid. Yeah, Sunday yeah. it wasn't sold out, and I kind of I meant to say something to you sooner and just totally forgot about it. Yeah, but it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. They'll probably do life, it again. It's life hates me. It's okay. It seems to be doing very well, so they'll probably do another one. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's cool though. Apparently, it's um. I don't. I'm assuming it's in every city. It's the local like orchestra musicians. Yeah. Usually, when they do things like these, that's what it is. Like whenever there was like the the like when I saw the Pokemon Orchestra and when I saw Legend of Zelda, it was the local Philharmonic doing those. Oh, see, I, I've never been to one of those before, so I didn't realize that. The yeah. the closest was emo orchestra where they had like half of it were the traveling musicians and half of it were local musicians just for that one night. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it, it was cool. And I, like, I have no real reference for the Stardew music and found it enjoyable. Yeah, it's so. Stardew's great. Stardew's great. Yeah, apparently there, there's a new update in the works. Yeah, I mean, he's he's constantly updating it and. I mean, we're st- I'm still waiting on uh, the Chocolatier to come out, too. Well, th- th- I, that's the funny thing is the the last major update like a year or two ago was like, hey, this is going to be the last major content update. I'm going to focus on the Chocolatier game. And now here he's coming with another major content update, which, you know what? Great. More content for that game means uh, more eventual content for my YouTube eventually. If you ever do it. Well, uh, little teaser, I recorded episode one of my time at Porsche. So, depending on how that goes, and once because there's an end to my time at Porsche, just like there is sort of an end to um, Stardew, I, once I beat my time at Porsche, that's one of the games that's going to be on the list for that day's release. So, my time at Porsche will be on Saturdays. Uh, it's not next week, but the week after. So, the same week that we have episode five of uh seven days to die um uh farm life is going to be the first same week we have episode one of uh uh my wanna at porsche i'll try and uh remind remember to tell erica because i know she has played at least a little bit of that one Mm -hmm. um it's it's um she may have played more than a little bit of that one because i think this my time at porsche is the first one right it was my time at sandrock is the sequel yeah sandrock's the sequel yeah, so I think she may have actually played like a decent amount of Porsche. 
It's like I played a little bit of Porsche on the Switch like forever ago, and I recently bought it over on Steam with the intent to do a a series or a playthrough on on Twitch. And um I just never got around to it or I I kept doing these other things. Uh friggin' what's it called? Uh uh The Long Dark lasted almost a year long. Um but that was also there was a while I was releasing two episodes a week on that one. So like it it was there there was a lot of reasons why I haven't done it and finally this past weekend, I was like, you know what, fuck it, let's just do it. And so I did, and I recorded the first episode. The recording is two hours long. So um, how are you doing that one? Because I know, like with um, with a lot of them, there are those survival games that you've been doing. So it's you were doing them basically yeah. till you died, right? Yeah. So Seven Days to Die is always it's always, Seven Days to Die is going to be a mainstay on my channel because it's easy to record. It's super easy to record. You record one day at a time. It takes an hour to record. And you're really only being active and recording for about 40 minutes of that, while the other 20 minutes are nighttime and you're not really being talkative and doing anything because it's nighttime, you're staying indoors. Um, so Seven Days of Die is real easy to record. It takes an hour. Um, uh, Long Dark was just like, I record. I was always just like, I try to record for about an hour, hour and a half to get content and then cut it down in some way, shape, or form. And that's kind of how Subnautica was as well, where it's like hour, hour and a half, or two. I, I, the most recent recording session was... Or not most recent, but the recording session for next week's episode started off at... It was about two hours before I even started the intro. And you guys will find out when you re watch this week's episode of Subnautica. Um... Right, because that's not a. For some reason, in my head, I just i I keep thinking that is some sort of survival game, but it's really it, not. It it is. It is a survival game, but there's also an underlying story to it. Oh, I see. It, I didn't like, think it was a survival survival game. I thought it was like a um, like an exploration game. I guess more so. Oh, no, it's it's there. You, there's water and base building and this and that. There's water, food, base building, and all that. There's enemies that all attack you and kill you. Like, I'm not doing permadeath on that though because it's. It's a. I'm. I'm in it for the story. I'm in it for the first play experience because it's my first time playing the game. I'd have zero gameplay knowledge of this game. I've seen other people play it, but I've never played it. Um, and so I'm just playing it to play. I have other games lined up that are going to be similar to that to like record for an hour, hour and a half. But with my time at Porsche, um, and this might be a big undertaking, which is why I might alter it. The recording is going to be a weekly episode like one week per episode one week in game per episode which is about two hours of gameplay give or take and what i'm going to do is i'm going to record live like like i'm going to record it with my live um voiceover of different situations and then when i edit it down i'm going to actually edit it down to a half hour with post vo talking about certain things because like if there's like two three days where i'm just crafting or grinding and not doing anything then you don't need to really see that i'll just be like all right for the next True. couple of days i spent the time doing this and that and i went here and i went there um but if every if if a weekly recording is gets to be too much like a, a once a like week like recording for a full week in game gets to be too much and it's too much to cut down because i there's too much content like i don't really know how the game gets later on i just know how it is it's it's a slice of life 
farm workshop sim type game, but there's also other stuff going on with real story going on. So if it gets to be too much, then I might cut that down to like half a week, like three days, three and four, three days on one episode, four days on the next, or maybe just every three days or something like that. But we're, we'll figure it out. I'm figuring it out as I go. And uh, it's going to be interesting because I've never done a post VO series. And so I have to figure out how to do VO on DaVinci, how to record VO on DaVinci and then add it to the the game, which like I could just record on Audacity or record on. There were times actually because OBS has different audio settings that if I needed to record, say like I'd cut an episode in half, like for the long dark, I cut, I recorded long enough to where I was able to make two episodes out of that recording. I would actually go back into OBS with nothing on the background and just record with the same audio settings of OBS, whatever my outro and intro would be, and then add those. Right. And so then I would just delete, I would only, I would add it just as an audio file, and just, it it worked, it worked. But there is a way to record VO on DaVinci. I just have to figure that out. Yeah, it it shouldn't be too hard. Though DaVinci, the the little bit I've used it, because like I've just been, um, I've been just dropping the audio into it and exporting it and uploading it to YouTube. Yeah. Um, like it is not user friendly compared to like Premiere or Final Cut. I no, I I but that's I've never used Premiere or Final Cut because those they're they're not free. Um, it takes time to get used to, but it, it's not too bad once you actually get used to it. I mean, I, like I, yes, I just mean like in general, like it's very it's kind of obtuse a lot of times, and it does not set itself. Up. Its default setup is not intuitive for somebody that doesn't know what they're doing. Whereas yeah. you can kind of jump into like Premiere and do the basics without much learning. Like, mm-hmm. like, cut, like what you're doing in Premiere, like you can do very easily, like right out the gate. But like you said, like Premiere, I think just Premiere by itself is like 20, 25 bucks a month. And yeah. DaVinci is free. <laughs> yeah. So, so, you know, like, like you use what you got. And yeah. what I got is free. So I, I figured it out. I've gotten things to work. The way I want them to work, and I'm just—I am excited for my time at Porsche, but I'm also nervous for having to record the um, the voiceover stuff. Yeah, th- just do yourself a favor, record it multiple times. Yeah, like, like, are you gonna like script it, or are you just going to? Like... Oh, it'll be it'll be scripted. It'll be scripted. Uh, it's not. I'm, it's not going to be off the cuff. Like, it's because it's. I'm gonna edit the video. And, like, this is going to be, like, the most work I've done on videos. Like, I'm going to edit it down with some B-roll and whatnot for when I'm going to leave some, just, like, uh, for when I'm going to have to do, like, some voiceovers and whatnot. And I'm going to have to, like, time it and and cut it to where, like, once the B-roll starts, this is where my voiceover is. And, like, I might actually try to have a sort of different sound for the voiceover. So that people don't think that this was all just pre-record, like live recorded audio. But you know, the audio capture of DaVinci will probably sound different in general. Um, it might, because and you you can adjust like the levels and all in there as you're doing it. Um, but yeah, just do, do yourself a favor for your own sanity and just record it in in smaller chunks and record each chunks like multiple times. Oh, yeah. This yeah. way, like, because the first like three or four times you read it you're going to sound so robotic and unnatural. Yeah. But once you've read once you've read a section th- fewer through a few times, it'll be more natural cuz you'll know what words are coming. Yeah. 
and then yeah and then by doing it in chunks you'll at least have like smaller bits to like adjust if you need to and like Mm -hmm. move around like you won't have to go in there and cut the audio to move it you can just move the chunks you need yeah i feel like Um, that's the hardest part is like getting everything to line up correctly um yeah i mean it's off the bat like you you absolutely have to go back in and like realign some of the stuff just so that it it flows correctly yeah uh well that's the with davinci i've i i will i will have extra cuts throughout my videos just for when like so if i'm even if it's not going to cut away from the scene but i want to add something to a specific point like a a lower third or just like a a pop-up of a meme or something like that or a sound effect if i want to add those i will just cut the entire i will cut that or put a cut break in there so that it just snaps right to that spot right also look at you using video terms lower thirds proud of you look i only learned it from you just saying good job um you you learned it that's the important thing yeah next next you'll start messing with after effects or whatever the free option of that may be that's where you do like things like lower thirds and motion graphics yeah like cool little transitions where shit flies on the screen i i mean that's a long way from now and if anything i it that's when i'm getting paid to do this full time is when that shit's gonna be like that like when i can actually (laughs) dedicate like hours a day to a single video and i mean in a lot of in a lot of cases people just pay professionals to make those for them yeah because, like, you, you do need... That is a different skill set making those things. Yeah. Um, um, I But just to talk uh, one more thing uh, uh, about my video editing. Um, I feel like I hate myself for what I might do. But because I never actually beat Shenmue. And I feel like I owe that to both Potato and anyone who is watching my streams. I might record myself beating Shenmue. And then post it as a YouTube video. I mean, you know, if you want to suffer, go for it. <laughs> and that's the thing. Like, it's that's a at minimum a, a, a four to six hour recording session, which then would go down to who, which then would hopefully go down to an hour. Like, who knows? Or maybe multiple episodes. But like, I feel like I owe it to them to because I'm not going to just because what it would be is I would record my live stream image my live stream scene and how i would normally stream it and and record that and then just cut it like for instance the work stuff i would just cut that shit right and just show the scenes and 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 uh i would i anytime i'm like lost or confused or whatever i'd pause it and go and look up a a thing to figure it out just because like i feel like i owe it to him he spent the points to get me to play the game i never beat the game um I, i don't know i'm playing with the idea but I also, that just means I hate myself and I want to torture myself. Which, I mean, all sounds like you. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, what is on the agenda? On the agenda uh, is, uh, Cobb, you started playing Mega Man Battle Network as well as Marvel Midnight Suns. I played over the past two weeks Lego City Undercover. And Cobb, you read the Southern Reach trilogy, which is uh, books two and three. Or you read books two and three of the Southern Reach trilogy, which is yeah. There you go. The trilogy. Look, the way you wrote it, I'm just I'm just reading the way you wrote it, which is the the uh, the the trilogy that the movie Annihilation was based off of. Also, real quick, we don't have to go deep into it, but Pokemon Legends Za 
It's just ZA. Okay, yeah. So the reason I didn't put it on here is that's all we got. We just got a name. There's no anything. But but Pokemon NFTs, man. Pokemon NFTs. You can now trade Pokemon NFTs and battle them. cards? Yeah, but now they're NFTs. Did they actually use that term or you just... I I didn't watch the thing. It's literally... So they had for a while... Um, like a, if you bought a pack of Pokemon cards, you would get a digital, uh, you would get a card, a, a, a code card that you could get cards on like a digital service. They are now promoting that more with, it was, uh, what was it called? Pokemon trading card game. Hold on. I sent it on the thing. Uh, Pokemon trading card game pocket, which is now just an all digital version of Pokemon trading card game. Which I, I did see that they were doing that. I just didn't know if they, in the video, they had used any of the, like, NFT no. terminology. No, but it's, I mean, and it's, I'm making fun of it more so than anything. It's not truly NFTs because there's an actual use of these things and, like, you actually have access to it yourself, but it's... It's a gotcha it's, game. It's a gotcha game, but it is essentially an Pokemon NFT game, which I'm sure people are going to be buying. It's spending big bucks for a digital Charizard and shit like that, which it's like, come on now, people. This is like, I understand Pokemon trading cards, but this is not even real. This is just not real. And so like, I just, when I saw that, I was like, oh man, they're trying to get in an NFT game without actually saying that they're getting into the NFT game. Uh, it's, it's neat though, because like some of them have like animated cards. And so like they, they have little flourishes and things like that, but it's straight up. They're just digital Pokemon cards. So, Which, I, yeah. to me, that's an NFT. <laughs> I mean, everything is sort of an NFT, right? Yeah, but, like, this is going to be more on the line of an NFT than anything else because it's going to be sold and traded for and this and that and whatnot. And it's going to be, there's going to be an economy behind it of in and of itself. Um, yeah, I, I hate NFTs. Yeah, I don't mind this whole trading card thing, though, because... You know, no, it, let, let people have fun with trading cards. Yeah. Without having to actually buy physical trading cards. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. The, but also, the open... also, is it a trading card if you're not, if you don't actually have a trading card? I don't know. Do, do Androids dream of electric sheep? I mean, do, do Androids dream? Exactly. Read the book and find out. <sighs> Maybe. But Cobb, how's those games? They're good. Um, I mean, Battle Network is... Battle Network is Battle Network. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um, have you ever played that before? I played um, I played them back in... I think there was a GameCube version that's not part of that collection. There was. I forget exactly what it was called. It was like Mega Man Battle Network NT or something like that. Yeah. Uh, so I played that. And I think I played one of the original versions as well, like for the whatever, GBA or whatever. I, yeah, I believe all of them were GBA. I don't think they were making them into the um into the DS era. They they made a lot of them though, and it so it was Mega Man Network Transmission is the GameCube one. Yeah. Um. But yeah, then uh, they made. I'm trying to. Why why isn't there a list of them? Come on now, Battle Network. It's like six series. of them. There's like six of them. Yeah. So there was Network Network Two, Network Three, um. And then there were the ones that they like started splitting them where it was yeah. um like white and red and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, I think it wasn't one of them actually red and blue because it's supposed to be Mega Man and Proto Man. 
it may have been. I haven't dug into any of the later ones yet in the the collection. Um, I just started Battle Network one, mm. and it's kind of, it's it's like a card. Honestly, I played a lot of card battling games this week. Um, it's like a card battling game on a grid, but you can freely move as you're playing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So for anyone not familiar with the the Mega Man Battle Network games, um, they're more RPG than than platformer, and you play the role of both a kid named Lan, named Lan or Lon, however you want to say it. Who it's Lan? Yeah, he's in like fifth grade or something like that, and wears rollerblades everywhere. Very early two thousands. Um, and it's it's in the near future. He's got like basically an AI on his on his wrist, and that is Mega Man in this game. All of his friends have different AIs. Um, one kid in the class has Gutsman, and he's yeah. like. Yeah, like one of the first um, kind of free battles you can do is you can challenge him to a battle. Um, and when you're in a battle, it's it's two sets of grids. I want to say they're one, two, three. It's like four by four squares. Um, mm-hmm. And each side has that many. And there are different ability ability cards that you get. Some of them are attacks. Some of them are healing. Some of them are like special summons of other characters. And some of them actually do things like add to defense or takes um you can actually take an entire row away from the enemy or just breaks like certain spots on their side of the field um so like that there's definitely strategy to it because like you have um you have uh, weapons that are just like the energy blades but you have to be one space away from the enemy to use that so if you have like a stationary enemy or an enemy that only moves on the second or third or fourth row um, the only way to use a sword against them is if you have one of the cards that will steal rows from them so that your area then becomes larger and theirs becomes smaller. Um, and all of the cards are organized by letter. And so the way they work it is you can either you can load two of the same card per turn or you can load um, or um, not just two. You can load multiple of the same type of card per turn or multiple of the same letter. So if you have like the cannon card and you have like it's a b and c let's say and you have three of them because they're all the cannon you can load all three of them Mm -hmm. if say you have three cards that are all the s though but they're three different cards you can still load all of them and in that case that's where like the strategy level of it would come in where like i I was saying with the sword um say two swords and one is to steal a row You'd want to put the steel row first. This way you get the row from the enemy and then can move up to them with the sword and attack. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of cool. And between battles, you're either running around in the cyber world as Mega Man because um, you can basically you can jack into almost anything. Um, one of the first like major missions is you jack into your oven at home because it has caught fire. And the only way to put out the fire is to send your fucking AI into the oven to fucking delete the virus that set it on fire. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that. That's so. In this world, in this game world, everything is connected to the internet. Literally everything. And so there's like cyber terrorist groups or whatever that will just like hack into everyday appliances. And so you're, um, they call them vi- you're, you're fighting the viruses that are from these cyber terrorist groups that have hacked into things. Yep, and that's so. Th- there's a whole thing where you're encouraged, even as a child, to like battle the viruses to obtain um, new cards and abilities, and 
Like that's a that is a a plot point in the game of like you're not necessarily as a child supposed to be like fighting the the evil doers. You're just supposed to be like getting rid of like minor computer viruses like as yeah. part of your education. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so and it's not that everything is necessarily on the internet. It's everything is everything has some sort of AI drive behind it. So in the case of the oven in the game, somebody actually comes to your house claims to be the oven repairman and is there to update the firmware so that um that your oven doesn't catch on fire like all the other ones have been doing <laughs> mm-hmm. and your mother's an idiot and falls for it yeah um and then she panics and it's up to her what 10 year old nine year old to 10. to figure this out including at one point the fire gets too bad so you run up into your bedroom and get a squirt gun and you use a squirt gun on the actual fire to make it a little less fire so that Mega Man can continue battling the viruses and get to the bottom of things. It's it's so dumb, but it's fun. Like like I enjoy the 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 battle gameplay. It it's got just enough strategy without being being like a fire emblem or like a, a Midnight Suns that you kind of do have to stop and really think if if you fuck up in one of these fu- in on like one of your turns here, it doesn't ruin the game for you. You can you can definitely straighten things out generally uh the only trouble i had was it the second boss i think it was the second boss so this the second area that i've gotten to is your school gets locked down by a substitute teacher who not only is he a bad teacher he takes your actual teacher ties her up and hides her in a storage room (laughs) and somehow doesn't get arrested at the end of this literally you, the fifth grader, just say, hey, that wasn't nice. You should just ask to trade next time instead of trying to be a jerk. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what? Boys will be boys, okay? Yeah, but battling his um, his AI at the end of that whole section was a little more challenging than some of the uh, the other like bigger fights up to that point. Uh, but a lot of it just came down to I just didn't have a good loadout of cards at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had kind of left it default and just sort of added in a couple ones here and there, but I was just getting terrible pools for what I could use. And the enemy, this, I want to say it was the second phase of the enemy became very, um, y- you had to be more reactionary than actually being able to, to attack him because he, he had abilities that would drop like a bomb on your side. And if you didn't destroy the bomb before it went off, it would just send a, a shockwave across all of the squares and there was no way to avoid it yeah so there were quite a few times where i would just get hit with like 30 damage and two or three of those and you're dead so i had to um i had to go in and like reorganize my cards and sort of drop some of the less effective stuff um like honestly heals like i had too many heals at that point and too many um close range attacks or thing not even just close range um things that were slow like the bombs, like you get like basically grenades. Um, they're great. They do a ton of damage, but they're slow. So they're really only good for enemies that have a an easy to recognize pattern. Like, um, you know, the classic little Mega Man enemies. I forget what they're called with the little helmets that like duck down and, and your um, your shots just bounce off of them. So you got to get them when they're like popped up a little bit. Yeah. Um, those guys like they move in a very determined pattern. They just go back and forth. And they pause whenever they hit the same tile as you. So it's super easy to, like, take one of them out with a bomb. But some of these bosses are just all over the place constantly. Like, you can't, like, do a a thing where you're lobbing it 
over to them and hope to actually hit them. But overall, like it, it's it's fun to go back and see this game after 22, 23 years. Like I have at least I want to say I have the first three Battle Network games on GBA still, um, but I definitely haven't played them since the early 2000s. Yeah. Um, I think the last one I actually played may have been the first one that they split into colors and stuff, which wasn't two. Was it three? Yep, three. So the last one I have is three, which was a blue version and a white version. I think I have the blue version. But anyway, um, Battle Network, it's fun. Um, I don't know if it's still going on at the moment, but there was a Humble a Mega. A, I guess it, it was technically a Capcom labeled bundle, but it was it was a Mega Man bundle over at humble bundle that was um all of the legacy collection so it was um legacy one legacy two so like the original 10 Mega Man games yeah the two Mega Man legacy x collections um Mega Man 11 like standalone because that's not in either of those collections the uh the zx collection i think it is yeah um and then it had coupons for two other things um one of them was for the battle network games it was half off of the the dual pack so it made the 60 dollar game 30 bucks which Mm -hmm. for that many games and for how long i knew those games were i'm like i 30 bucks is cool like i will pay 30 bucks for these games i've what i've actually wanted to get these ones in particular for a while um and then the other coupon i didn't use it was for like it's a Mega Man mobile game that was then ported to like consoles and stuff like that yeah i uh it's it's uh x dive yeah that one and i'm like eh i'm okay i I don't i don't need to to get that one but like it was was a great deal for the humble bundle like because while i know you do not like the Mega Man x games i do have a fondness for some of them i I never said i don't like the Mega Man x games i thought you didn't like most the majority of the x games i mean uh, no, <laughs> it was the last three. Was it only the last three? Yeah, anything from PlayStation and beyond fucking sucked. For some reason, maybe even just it, the last two. For some and reason, I, I thought that like you enjoyed most of the original Mega Man games for like what they were, but I I realized at the same time like those are just not your style of game a lot of times. Um, but I, for some reason, I thought that like the Mega Man X games you had just not been a huge fan of. No, it was it was um. It was everything, and so it was everything in Legacy Collection, Mega Man X Legacy Collection 2, is really what was bad. And that was X5, 6, 7, and 8. But I think X5 was good. Didn't you not finish one? Was it, oh, was it the last one, or was it just 7? Uh, it, was, it was definitely X8. I couldn't get two levels into it. Uh, X6, I could not beat. Okay. Because I, it was just, I, I, I don't know if it was... It was level of difficulty was just incredibly hard, but it was also obno- one of the bosses. Their weaknesses sucked. So like the the his his power to kill the boss sucked, and if you attacked him with anything other than his weakness, he would duplicate and triplicate and quadruplicate himself over and oh. over and over. Oh, that's and fun. It, it sucked. It was horrible, and so I he was the last robot master i had to defeat and i was i'm like guys i can't do this this sucks this is not fun uh x7 i was able to get through um and that was the first one that was on the playstation and then x8 i played like two levels and it was just hot garbage 
maybe maybe it was just like you had such bad experiences with the two of them that in my head I was just remembering you not really jiving with the X games I, in general. X five should have ended the series. Hundred percent. X five should have ended the series, and everyone in the world agrees with that. X five is the if if we had our our choice, X five is the end of the Mega Man X series because that was the original ending of the Mega Man X series. Once X five ended, uh, the whoever it was that makes X who, whoever it was that wrote the Mega Man X games, he was like, "This is done." Like he was done, and I think they got somebody else to do the rest or something like that. Like, oh, okay. Don't one hundred percent quote. It's it's something like that. I you can't quote me on that one hundred percent. But I do remember, like, whoever wrote or directed or whatever Mega Man X series was done at X5. And then kind of like uh, with Jurassic Park, The Lost World, was forced to make another one because X5 did so good. Which, you know, that's a bummer. But yeah, yeah, I don't know that I've ever actually played the later, later games more than like kind of just dabbled a little bit. Uh, It's the early Mega Man X games that I do have like a fondness for. And I yeah. As well as, like, the first four Mega Man games. Def- two and three are my favorite. Like, and we've been over that before. Like, I just think two and three are the, are the best of the Mega Mans. But, like, those are just good games. Like, they're fun. They can be super frustrating, but they're good. Yeah. Um, so, like, why not Why not get a collection of them, right? Yeah. I mean, it um, makes sense. Like, it, it, that bundle is not on Humble Bundle anymore. Uh, that's a bummer. Uh, at the moment. Um, so, yeah, but, I, like, I already had them all. The only True. game I, the only games I don't have are X Dive and uh, the like the uh, BattleNet games. Oh, I, I didn't really. Have, for some reason, I thought you yeah. didn't have the ZX games either. And I do. I just I don't. I haven't played them yet. They're good. they're on the docket for this year, but because this year has been so packed with RPGs so far, uh, I mean I the last two able, years, well, the last year, the last six months, um, almost a year at this point. I was going to say you you've been playing RPGs since this time last year. I think when did when did I start playing Tales of Arise? That's a good question. Like this time last year. Um, but like pretty much since Tales of Arise, I've been playing mostly RPGs. Um, so it's been it's been hard to be able to play outside of the main game I'm playing, which is why like I also haven't done the 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 co op Tuesdays in uh, a long time. Um, oh, for some reason, I thought you just like had like run out of games that you and, and the one guy you play with, like, we're both, like, into mm. at the moment? No, I mean, we would have kept playing whatever we could have found. Um, let's see. The star, the last Star Ocean stream was uploaded to YouTube six months ago. Um, so, yeah. We're looking at, let's see. Tales of Arise Part 11 was nine months ago. So, yeah, almost, almost a year ago with, because... Uh, before Tales of Arise, we I did do um, uh, Jedi Fallen Order. Oh, that's right. I'm trying to look because I know for a fact that the last time I played Tales of Arise, um, you were a little past me. So if I just look at my yeah. Steam thing to see the last time I used it, it would tell me when you kind of started. But also, there was a while that I was waiting a month before uploading. Because I was waiting until it was coming off Twitch before I uploaded it onto YouTube. Right. So um, so I last played Tales of Arise on March 12th of last year. Which means you would have started probably this week or next week. Like this time last year. Like the last week of February, first week of March. Like that's when you would have started streaming it. Probably. Because you started Tales of Arise like at least a week or two before I did. 
So damn, congratulations on a year of RPGs. You are Actually, you are an RPG streamer. Last played March seventh, twenty twenty three. March twenty seventh, twenty twenty three. So we are a month away from when I last played Tales of Arise. And it probably took you about a month of streams to get through it. Uh, eleven streams minimum. Let's see. Let me let me, see, you, let me find it. Were you doing them once a week at that point? Uh, I don't remember. Potentially. <laughs> um, part nine. Uh, Tales of Arise live stream part nine, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Uh, eleven streams. And when was I mean? Uh, when was this? Let's see. Because I know I updated when it was. I posted when it was. I get energy for streaming one live. Uh, nope, I didn't write when this was a live stream for all. Whoops. Uh, but oh. that was that was uploaded on May twenty third, twenty twenty three. So it was so, two months. Yeah, you so definitely was... you definitely played started the game sometime around now last year. Yeah. So which uh, is funny because I did add Hi Fi Rush stream highlights, but I don't know if I ever uploaded my Hi Fi Rush gameplay. Yeah, that's actually kind of funny. No, that's be, I think I played that live on YouTube as well. Let's see, because that's under a different set of videos. Like w- your live streams are under a different set of videos than your just regular posted videos. Uh, okay. Uh, no, because Final Fantasy 16 was what I started. Um, uh, was when I started YouTube. Damn. Nice. Well, I'm going to move along and talk about uh, Marvel's Midnight Suns now. Yeah. So uh, this we were ta- I, we were talking either before we recorded or, or just after um, the game's just on like a, a really good sale right now. Yeah. It's like on it's 14, 14 dollars so on steam right now. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I picked it up because of that sale. Um, Cause yeah. it, it's a game I wanted to play for a while. Um, I just, yeah. even though it didn't get a ton of like, it didn't do well commercially. It did review fairly well. Um, and I just, I thought it looked neat, like a strategy game with like, yeah, a, it's particularly it's with like, the supernatural side of the Marvel heroes. Yeah, it's like an XCOM crossed with Marvel superheroes, but it's all the supernatural ones, like Blade and uh, what's her name? Um, she Scarlet just had Witch. the. Oh well, yeah, I guess Scarlet Witch. But I was thinking, uh, what's her name that just had the, had the um the black and white show go on Disney Plus recently? The black and white show on Disney Plus. She had a, there. There was a special. Um, werewolf. She, the werewolf within. Or yeah. No, Were- I'm sorry. Werewolf by night. Yeah, Werewolf by Night. Did you ever watch that? Oh, no, I didn't. Um, you're talking about uh, Eliza Bloodstone. Yes. I don't know if she's in this yet. I haven't gotten her, if she is. I would assume she is. So the game, when the game starts out, you have Iron Man, Doctor Strange, um, Captain Marvel, um, Blade, Robbie Reyes, Ghost Rider, um, Nico from The Runaways. Scarlet Witch is there, but she's not playable. Um, and then after the tutorial mission where you're um, Doctor Strange, Iron Man, and Captain Marvel, uh, you actually do a create a character. Mm-hmm. So you're technically like a like you are in you have your own avatar. So you are not playing as any of the Marvel heroes. They're just around. Yeah. Um, kind of like the Avengers game where like you were Miss Marvel, like for the story, really. Like the story was really from her POV, even when you were playing other people. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's got. And so I've never played an XCOM game, so I can't I've seen them, but I can't like say to like everything about them. Uh, but it's got that mixture of when you're on a mission, it's that like strategy, um, strategy based, turn based combat between missions. You're at this um this like secret safe house in like a pocket dimension. 
and you just run around and you can talk to all the heroes that are there at that point. <laughs> yeah. And like you do the whole like like forming bonds and stuff with them and and leveling that stuff up. Uh your player character is the daughter of Lilith though or son of Lilith. Um I just hit random and it gave me the the female one. Um and they were dead but resur- but have been resurrected to to fight fight off their parent again. Um and it, it's neat so far. Uh they they just to talk about the the characters for a minute. They they're using a lot of um a lot of good voice cast for it. Like Spider-Man popped up for at least a minute so far. Um, and he's voiced by Yuri Lowenthal. Mm-hmm. Like he, he swings in, he starts talking. I'm like, that sounds really familiar. Like that sounds just like the, the Spider-Man games. And I looked it up and yeah, it, it was Yuri doing the voice of, uh, of Spider-Man. And then, uh, Nico, who is, is a, um, do you know the runaways at all? No. Um, so they're like a, they're like a small group of Marvel heroes. They're, they're runaways. They found out their parents were, were villains and ran away. Um, some of them have powers. Some of them are just kind of like smart and like build like, um, things to make them useful. Um, mm-hmm. Nico is like a witch. Um, her power, the the way her power works and the, I, I don't know that they're going to do it in the game is she has to, she basically has to bleed to summon her magic staff to then cast spells, which is pretty fucking dark. Um, but she can only cast a spell once. So she has to figure out different ways to cast like the same spell. So she can just say like heal if you're injured, but she can never just say heal again. She has to say like cure after that and like find like different ways, different languages, stuff like that. So like her powers are actually kind of interesting. Um, but she she is in it, and she is voiced by the actress that played that character on the Hulu series. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, and then um, do you remember late two thousands? There was that spectac- spectacular Spider Man show. Not really. That's right. No. I, I want to say it was like a Disney show at that point, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, but the guy who voiced um Spider Man in that is voicing Tony Stark in this, and okay. then. I, I know I saw like Laura Bailey's doing a voice. Um, um, oh, what is her name? Jennifer something. Um, she like she's the female and a whole bunch of other people. I don't know. I don't yeah. know her name. I don't know a lot. I honestly don't know a lot of voice actors. Well, that's silly. Why? Why I think silly? Ma- I think Matt Mercer might be the the male um avatar voice. Maybe. Anyway, like just. They did a good job with with the the voice casts and like using people that have like played the roles before, essentially. Um, mm-hmm. But the gameplay is um, XCOM esque, I guess is the best way to put it. Um, you get dropped onto a map. There are a certain number of enemies there. There are environmental hazards that you can use to your benefit, but that can also be used against you. Um, depending on the fight, there may be ads um, after each round. So the goal, especially like against like a larger boss enemy, the the goal seems to be keep damaging the enemy, like the boss, but try and wipe out all of the other people around so that they don't have a chance to attack between rounds because more of them are just going to show up the next round. So there's like a little bit of a juggling act and and figuring out what abilities you can use. Um, And now all your attacks are card based. (laughs) So at the beginning of, of the turn, you get five random cards based on the three or four characters that you have at that point. Um, an early game, you have very few cards, so there's not a whole lot of, you know, variety to them. Um, but generally, you have just basic attack cards, 
you have heroic move cards, which require hero points that you get from using the basic attack cards. And then you have skill cards. Um, some of them will like heal your your allies, shield your allies, um, give like um, attack boosts and stuff like that to yourself, like your your normal kind of like red mage sort of sort of things. Um, yeah. Or no, that's not a red mage, is it? Is red mage time mage? No, that's green. Green is time. It's been it's been a long time since I played a game that yeah, had that blue, the colors. Blue is uh, I think you're thinking blue. Blue is supposed to be a mix between magic and attack and and fighting. I believe. Okay, well I was thinking more. Like, I guess bard would be the better better thing. Like the skills are more like buffs and things like that versus anything okay. to the enemy. Um, at least so far, I'm sure at some point I will get skill cards that do something to the enemy. Um, weaken them, poison them, stun them. Who knows? Yeah, um, but yeah, so you kind of have to juggle that stuff. And at the same time, you have a limited number of card uses per turn. So even though you have five cards, you don't necessarily have five cards. You can't necessarily play all five cards. Um, you can also only move one character one time to, say, line them up for like one of their attacks, because some of the attacks might have like knockback damage. So if you line it up right, maybe you can knock them into like an electrical box to do extra damage or knock them into another enemy to damage that enemy as well. Mm -hmm. um, but you have to make sure that you're positioned correctly to actually aim that attack. Um, so you have to like look at all your cards, see what you can do and plan which one you're going to move around. Uh, your other characters will just move based on what the types of attacks they do. So they'll, they'll attack and then they'll just land where they land essentially. Um, and then you can also reshuffle one card two times so you can pick two, throughout the, the the round you can take two cards that are in your hand and shuffle them back into the deck and get two new ones so if you're um if you have like two cards that are just healing and you don't need to heal it that turn it might be worth reshuffling one of them to get an attack card to at least do one more attack before your turn's over yeah um and the nice the, the one nice thing is even though you have a limited number of attack turns per se um if there are environmental things that you can use to damage an enemy those don't cost those those points like if there's like a, a brick you can pick up and throw at an enemy in range you can just do that whenever you just mm -hmm. click on the brick point at the enemy in range and you throw the brick at them yeah um it's just your actual abilities that come down to do you actually have the 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 energy essentially to do it mm -hmm. um I think what else in the combat kind of stands out. I mean, so far that's kind of it. Like the heroic moves are just how they sound. Like they do kind of cool stuff. Blades is probably the best one because it at least at least the the one fight I had with Blade where he got to use it was actually against um like a, a possessed Venom, and he both did a ton of damage and healed himself every time, nice. which was great. Yeah, because it it was it was some sort of like like vampire attack. Like I think it was actually called Stakeum like S-T-A-K-E. Mm -hmm. um, and I, so I'm not sure why it heals you too, but it does. And that was helpful because Venom did do a lot of damage. Unfortunately, Venom um, also tended to attack the same character every fucking time and had some abilities that just rooted them in place. So you then had to figure out a way to have an attack that would attack both Venom and your character to free them, <laughs> which mm -hmm. luckily there's a decent amount of abilities and cards and stuff that have like, secondary um targeting or something like that where in a perfect world i would have been able to use that second attack to attack one of the other enemies on the field in this case i use it to attack 
my own teammate to free them. And then assuming they have any attack cards available, I can then just use them to to attack one of the, the ads. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so far, like I'm I want to say I'm like three missions in or so, not including the tutorial. And it like it's been neat. Like I like I like kind of the I like the story. Um, I like what characters I have so far. Um, I'm looking forward to get more because like I know. Oh, I'm sorry. Magic is also part of the initial group um, from the X-Men with the sword. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know like Wolverine's in the game. Um, just he was on the cover of the game. I feel like maybe X-23 is in it, too. I went through um, a little bit of their IMDb and uh, I can't remember a lot of the people that were on. <laughs> uh, Doctor <laughs> Strange, which I think you already mentioned. Uh, Hulk and Banner. Um, They've referenced Hulk so far, but they have not. Um, they have not hmm. given me Hulk yet. Uh, I didn't see, at least on IMDb, an Elsa Bloodstone, but uh, maybe. Look, she was in Marvel Ultimate Alliance three, so I had a feeling she might be in this. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, um, she she showed up in that. Which like it was like a holy crap, who the heck is this character? So I'm I'm looking actually on Wikipedia real quick. Um. So it's Blade, Captain America, Captain Marvel, um, Doctor Strange, Ghost Rider, which right now it's the Robbie Reyes Ghost Rider. Um, mm-hmm. I did see, like, um, oh shit, uh, Johnny Blaze Ghost Rider is in the beginning of the game. Like, Doctor Strange goes to him at the beginning and he tells, he basically tells you to fuck off. Um, so I don't know if he'll pop back up and be playable or if he's just going to, like, you know, maybe pop up as, like, a little cameo later. But is it at Nick least. Cage? Do they use Nick Cage? No, it was actually an, an old Johnny Blaze. Like he had long gray hair and a big gray beard and Oh shit. Yeah. It's not the it's not the it's not not my Knight Rider. <laughs> you mean Ghost Rider? Ghost Rider, yeah. Knight Rider's a different series entirely <laughs> that I've never watched, but just remember. You've never watched Knight Rider? No. Man, you're missing out. I was young. I mean I, I never saw it when it was actually on. Though I, I do remember watching like the movies they did years later, like the made for TV movies. Mm-hmm. Man. Um, but yeah, so Ghost Rider, Hulk, like you said, the Hunter, which is your character that you create, Iron Man, Magic, Nico, Scarlet Witch, Spider-Man, and Wolverine. And then they released four DLC characters that are Deadpool, um, Morbius, Storm, and Venom. Morbin time. Yeah. Um, and actually, it's funny that, so I just noticed the Deadpool is voiced by Nolan North, who voiced him in that Deadpool game from... Was that PS3? That was a great game. That was a great game, man. Oh, and Steve Bloom does uh, Wolverine. Wolverine. Yeah. Who else? Yeah, and then Laura Bailey was Magic. Um, Erica Lindbeck, who is in Final Fantasy VII Remake, she was um, the girl that, that had the thing for Cloud. Um, fuck, Jesse. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's Captain Marvel. Um, Matt Mercer is one of the Hunters. Yuri Lowenthal is as Spider-Man. I don't recognize any of these other names off the top of my head. But yeah, it, it's been cool so far. I'm I'm looking forward to see kind of where the story goes for it. Nice. Um Yeah, the the only real complaint I have is that, like the missions can drag a little bit, um mm-hmm. especially when it came to um to like the boss fight because every round they bring in more ads. So it just becomes kind of like great. So instead of being able to focus on Venom, I have to focus on these guys first to keep it reasonable. Um, and a lot of your abilities just do jack shit to Venom. So it's not until like I started getting those blade cards that were actually strong that I was really doing damage to Venom. Yeah. 
Um, I mean, it's it's a tactical game. I'm sure there. I bet you there was like something else they wanted you to do with that to make it a little bit more manageable. I mean, it's possible. It's also one of the earlier missions in the game. Like he, I want to say Venom is the first like real boss that you fight. Like you, you definitely have some stuff with like let's call them mini bosses. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's probably the first like big one you fight. So I feel like it, they're also it's also still a little tutorially. Like they're telling you like, hey, when when an enemy does something like this, you have to be careful and not attack them because they're just going to hurt you instead. Yeah. And like, hey, your character has been um, uh, constrained, so you have to attack them to free them. But overall, like I'm, I'm having a good time. I'm actually seeing the, ca- the DLC characters. I might check and see how much the DLC is for it. Um, since the game was so cheap, if the DLC is cheap enough, I might grab it just to get those characters. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm enjoying it and we'll keep playing it nice i I, it's definitely on my list oh my god why is audio on on steam uh it's on my list um i just i don't know when i'm gonna be able to get around to playing it so i don't know if i'm gonna play it or like i like i'm gonna get it i just don't know when i'm gonna be able to get around to playing it so i don't know like i don't know when i'm gonna be able to talk about it Uh, but like it's it's uh, it looks so good it does look so good yeah, and actually, I like just looking. I think, um, I think the DLC is not just characters. I think it's actually like story. Yeah, which that's cool. I'm, I'm not, I'm not opposed to that. Man, I'm trying to see what the legendary edition does. Let if the legendary edition comes with the DLC, which there is a season pass at sixteen forty nine on Steam. Um, the legendary edition. I don't know what the legendary edition comes with, but it's twenty four ninety nine. Which I'm assuming probably comes with the DLC. Yeah, because it looks like yes, yeah, so each of the DLCs is fifteen, but you can do the the full pack of it for like you said sixteen. Yeah, which isn't bad. I might do that. Like that is still cheaper than like normal, and I do enjoy the game. So I'll double check that it's actually got all of the the content before I do it, though. <laughs> uh. But yeah, so that's Midnight Suns. I'm going to keep playing that. I'll probably, probably won't talk about it too much um, right away. But once I get further into it, I'll circle back around to it. Yeah, the Legendary Edition also includes the DLC. So, like, I might just get the Legendary Edition for 25 bucks. I didn't realize there was actual DLC. I thought the light, I just kind of saw those. I'm like, oh, they're probably just like digital art books and shit like that. Because that seems to be what a lot of that stuff is anymore. Yeah. Um, I, cause I didn't even know they did DLC for this game. I know it didn't, it didn't sell well, like it reviewed well. And then it was kind of a commercial. I, I don't, I mean, I don't, I, I don't remember hearing a lot about it after it released, but I, except for that, it was good. Um, and that's the thing, like it, it reviewed super well, like looking at like the Wikipedia, um, Metacritic, it's got an 83 on PC and 81 on PS five and an 81 on Xbox. Um, and like the lowest score it has is Destructoid gave it a seven and a half out of ten. Mm-hmm. Um, GameSpot gave it an eight out of ten. IGN gave it an eight out of ten. Um, PC Games N <laughs> gave it nine out of ten. Uh, Video Game Chronicle gave it five stars. Like people liked it. It just it didn't it it underperformed sales wise. Um, and I think it's because people were not expecting it to be good for one reason yeah. or another. And there is just there's a burnout in those games, like or on, just on that stuff in general. Yeah, on superheroes. 
Um, and with I mean, look, both of us wanted the game, and neither of us got it. Yeah, but it uh, also when did it release? Like, two years ago, and I think twenty twenty two was a very busy year for games. Yeah, and I mean, oh. it re- it released the end of twenty twenty two in December, and um, that was shortly after I think they announced that the Avengers was canceled or like ending or whatever. Mm-hmm. So like, people were already like, "Cool, we're not going to put money into games that you're not supporting." <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it it's cool and like definitely worth checking it out, especially if you if you like that tactical sort of gameplay. Yeah. But Rich, how have you enjoyed Lego City Undercover? Let me tell you about Lego City Undercover. You ever want to play a Grand Theft Auto? But not really. But Lego. I mean, honestly, and that seems slightly more appealing. Exactly. Do you ever want to make it to where that Grand Theft Auto but Lego? is chock full of six of 70s and 80s and or 80s and 90s cop movie references. Hmm. I don't know. Um and did you ever want to play this 80s and 90s cop movie reference Lego GTA game where basically if you just put up your badge while you're undercover, blow your whistle and say it's an emergency, you can legally steal any car. I mean, you can legally steal any car in Grand Theft Auto if you know the cheat code. Um but yeah, this game was great. I had a lot of fun playing it. Unfortunately, due to primarily time constraints set by myself, um, I wasn't focusing on doing everything and 100%ing it. Uh, honestly, once I beat the game, I really had no push or urge to 100% it because it's it's a it's it's a normal Lego game where there's a bunch of stuff to get while playing it, but it's an open world or open city, I guess, Lego game. So, like, there you go. It's like GTA. You go to different mission points. They run you through a story. Um, and it's just, it's it's overall, like, just fun and silly. And it's, like, got that Lego humor. And I'm, you've played, like, the Lego Star Wars games. It's got an extra Play a bunch set. of Lego games. Yeah, yeah. Like, you, you know how it is. It's got that extra set of humor and an extra set of comedy to it that makes it Lego. Uh, at one point, I, um, you meet. I can't remember what their names are, but they're supposed to be Starskin Hutch. Uh, at, at another point, you meet uh, a character who's basically supposed to be Arnold Schwarzenegger, but not. Um, and that's, like, it, that's kind of funny. This game, the thing about this game, like the, most of the Lego games are are IP games. Like they're Lego, they're Jurassic True. Park, they're they're Harry Potter, they're Marvel. I think there's a Harry Potter one. I don't know. There is. This is. This is in and of itself its own thing. And they had they they were basically given creative freedom to make whatever they wanted. And they made this. And it was fantastic. It was like endearing. It was silly. It was fun. Um you can I, I mean you can kind of argue that's maybe a little Metroidvania style, because like you you go through levels where you can't complete certain things until you get the upgrades in later levels and then go back to get those things. Um, but like the gameplay itself is generic Lego game, Lego game gameplay where it's either 2D or, or it's either like side scroller at certain points, but it's like, it's that open world. So it's 3D, it's behind the back or, or side scroller or whatever. It's a bad camera because all Lego games have bad cameras. Um, and you, you play through just the story of, uh, Chase McCain, the cop who was sent away from the city for doing something bad, which you don't really get told what he did. There's no prequel to this game. 
There's no like pre-story to this game. It just brings you in and you're this ne'er-do-well cop who was called back to the city to stop the guy you previously <laughs> stopped. Okay. As far as I know, there's nothing before Lego City Undercover. I don't know. I don't think there is. And, and which is great because it's like, oh, you're the only one who can stop. The villain's name is Rex Fury. It's like, you're the only one who can stop Rex Fury just like you did before. And then there's a character named Natalia who is upset with Chase McCain because of what he did before. And it's like, what the fuck did I do before? And like, they, they explain it at one point later on in the game, but it's just like, it's one, it's, it's so good because like that just fills that void, that not void, but it fills that like that cop movie humor style of like that, that bad cop who's great at his job, but doesn't listen to rules and doesn't pay attention and the police chief who doesn't like what he does, even though he can see that you get results. And so he tries to punish you, but not too much because he knows you get results. Um, and it's just, it's, it's, it's fun. It's silly. The world is huge. Yeah, um, I didn't realize how old it was. 2013. Yeah, like tw- it was, I, yeah but I think the uh, version on Steam is like 2016. I think they up it at one point or another. Um, looks like maybe 2017. It looks it's yeah. so Wii U was 2013. Other versions 2017. Yeah. Um, also, there is a prequel. Is there? Yeah. Lego City Undercover The Chase Begins for the Nintendo 3DS. Oh, see, I'm not playing it. It is two years before the events of Lego City Undercover. Okay, so yeah, I that's so then you, if you knew that, or it's two years before the events, but it came out when? Um, a month after. So okay, I vaguely remembering this, I was I, while you while I was listening to you, I was vaguely like like um scanning the Wikipedia for it. So yeah. original, I remember this this game was originally announced as Lego City Stories, and mm-hmm. it was just it was going to be just a Wii U and 3DS game, like. Kind of like they did for like Mario Maker and other stuff where it was just the same game on both platforms. Yeah. But then like a year or two later when it was like fully like revealed, the Wii U version became Lego City Undercover. And then the 3DS version became a prequel Lego City Undercover. The chase begins. Yeah. And they released about a month apart. Get it. The chase because the character's name is Chase McCain. It's it's a it's got a double meaning. Yeah. Um. But yeah, overall, the game was fun. Uh, you run around the city. Wait, does he have a missions. grappling gun? You do get a grappling gun. Um, I just noticed it on the cover of the, the box art. Yeah, so what it is, is as you play through the game, you unlock different costumes. Because you're an undercover cop. So you unlock different costumes. The first costume you happen to unlock is a a robber, like a thief costume. It's like the generic like black and white, stri- or black and gray striped shirt with a beanie and a mask over your eyes, kind of like like robber thief guy who and he he has abilities that like he can use a crowbar to break in doors and he can use uh, a stethoscope to uh, open a safe and he gets later on he gets a gun to change colors of like different things that you can shoot that you find like called the color changer gun he can change colors of things. Uh, which is used for different puzzles, or you get uh, the a spaceman who has the ability to work with any space things that you see lying around. And when you use that, one of them teleports. The other one is like a a Simon Says game where it, it'll it'll have four different colors. You have to hit them in the right order that it shows you. Uh, the, the the this one is great. You get it pretty late in the game too. It's a farmer, which one of its abilities is to 
like use uh is to water crops and plants to have them grow so that you can climb up things to make vines. Okay. Um if you double jump you pull out a chicken and you float down like Link does. Um nice. and your attack, your generic attack if there's nothing near you. So in this game if you're near something that you can punch to break, you'll punch to break it. But if there's nothing near you to punch to break, um, like if you're basic cop chase, he has his um his grappling hook. If you're the um if you're the 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 robber, he has his color changing gun. If you're the firefighter, he shoots uh like his water out of his uh, water canister. The uh the farmer shoots an egg out of the chicken's ass. Oh Jesus! <laughs> yeah. Um, which, if you hit somebody with that egg, it stuns them. The, uh, combat is very basic. Uh, it's either you walk up to an enemy and it's a one button press generally. Like, there's no, it's not like Lego Star Wars where you're constantly hitting the button to swing it around and hit them and take down their health. Okay. It's, it's like, if you walk up to an enemy and they're not attacking and you hit the attack button, he will do an attack and he'll throw them. And then you have to put, you have to handcuff them. Or... If they're attacking you, you hit Y, he'll dodge them and knock them away and knock them down, and then you have to go over and handcuff them with B. Or if you grab them and then throw them, you can knock them down, and then you have to handcuff them. And the whole combat is very simple of just dodging or attacking and handcuffing them, and then once you have all but one one handcuffed, whether that one was knocked down or not, they'll stand up, and you have to knock them out, and then that's the end of combat. It's very easy, very simple. And um, you get for you can get bonuses or you can get multipliers for taking out enemies without uh, without taking hits, and those multipliers will give you more rivets at the end of uh, at the end of the fight, so that you can get get more points and buy more things. I'm trying to think. Uh, you get super blocks that you can build different things around the city, so you could build like a Ferris wheel or a merry-go-round or. Um, ramps to jump your cars over, uh, or just different, different like fountains and different other sceneries in the game. You can even use the things you build to give you whatever you need to solve puzzles to get other super bricks and things like that. Because like there's silver pieces that can only be broken by dynamite, so you need to be able to build something that can give you dynamite to get the dynamite to blow up the silver pieces to get more super bricks to build more big things. You uh, as you travel throughout the city. There's pads that you can build uh, call p- carports, and you can call in different cars that you uh, collect while playing the game. Uh, you, when you unlock uh, to unlock fast travel, you actually have to find it, break it, and then rebuild it, and it'll rebuild it into a train ticket booth. And so then you can use that nice. train station. So it's got that like um, that uh, standard Lego thing, like. You break a bunch of stuff and it gives you like yeah. a little piles yeah. to then build it into like the thing you actually need it to be. Yeah, it's it's very very Lego, very Lego gameplay. But like the what what save what and I can't really say saves us because Lego gameplay is fine. Uh, what really makes this game is the humor and the comedy and the story itself. It's just ridiculous and over the top. Um, I there's a lot to do though in this game. I played, I beat it. I beat the story. And I'm only about 30% completion. But that was me just doing the story. Because in basic Lego fashion, there are things in different levels that you can't unlock until you get abilities that you get later on in the game. So I'm like, you know, let me just beat the game, and then I'll go back to stuff. 
But after I beat it, I was just like, I don't really feel like going back to this. Not right now, at least. Uh, so I didn't go back to it and didn't do any of the extra stuff. I, I'm hope I like the credits rolled. I'm hoping there's no like post credits stuff to do or anything like that. Like I watched the credits roll and the game end and everything else, and then it was just like, all right, go do your thing now. So I'm hoping I didn't miss anything by not really going back into the game. But it is it's a fun game. I enjoyed it, and it I bought it, it was like five bucks because it was on a super sale. My it, it's, I don't think the sale's still going on for that one anymore. But it was like super cheap on on Steam. I feel like that's one of those games that actually does go on sale, like not uncommonly. Yeah, I, I mean it's twenty bucks naturally, so like even tw- I think twenty dollars is worth it. I would not have been upset if I spent twenty dollars on this game. It's awesome. I mean it it does have very positive reviews. Yeah, it's got it. It is there. Like I had a bunch of people come into my stream while I was playing and be like. This is my favorite Lego game. I love this game. I have such nostalgia for this game. This game is fantastic. It's absolutely ridiculous. It's hilarious and this and that and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, this game is great. This is a game is absolutely great. And uh, I'm realizing now that like part of the ending of the game and why I can't fully remember how it fully wrapped up is it might have been a little high when I beat the game. <laughs> um so I I recently started going to the dispens. I went to the dispensary for the first time myself, and I got edibles to do while on stream. If somebody redeems a reward, Jeez. and somebody <laughs> redeemed it, and it was a long stream that I did. I think I started at five, and they redeemed it at like uh, maybe like six thirty or something like that. And uh, it started to hit near the end. It started to hit really bad around eight o'clock. And I was just like, there were, there was a lot of times where I was like, this is taking forever. This level is so long. This, oh my God, this is such a long level. So like, I might, might be slight misremembering some of the things, but I did, I did get the credits. I did beat the, like, roll credits and I did beat the game. But I I am just like, I'm thinking like, why don't I remember what they do after you beat the game? Like, I don't remember if they like load you into the game or not. Or, or load you into the world, or if they said there was anything else to un- uncover. I can't remember that, but it was like, by the time I beat it, I think it was 9.30, and I was just like, I gotta I gotta call it now, guys. Because I, I was getting paranoid at the time. Because one gummy got me, got me so bad. And I'm like, alright, next time if I do this, half a gummy. Yeah, you gotta work yourself up to it. Yeah, well, I mean, look, the, the other one, the, the gummies that your wife bought me a couple weeks ago, when we did um, Jurassic Park, when I when I take those, they knock me out. They literally just put me to sleep. Well, that's because that's if, what she buys. Yeah, if I buy one, it puts me to sleep. And so, like, I I I took one during a stream once, and I was just yawning the entire time. So I had to be like, all right, I gotta get something else. So it was Friday last week. I went there and I got one of their little Mio type li- liquid uh, THC things. And I got a container of gummies, and I talked to the guy, and he, he told me what to get, or, or what I should get, and I got it. And, uh, yeah, it was like, the other ones are 10, they're, they should, and they don't really, I, like, I don't freak out, or I don't, like, I don't, I don't, like, I don't know, get, uh, get anxious or, or, or paranoid or anything when I take those. So, a one full gummy should be fine. I mean, it's only 10 milligrams, it's not that much. Yeah, no, it, it's... it's, it's, it's and there's a difference because, like Erica, the one that Erica gets is I want to say she gets indica. Yeah, indica. And, and, and this... you you either got a hybrid or sativa. I got a sativa. He said that sativa shouldn't mess with anxiety too much, 
So, so it, it does for Erica. That's why she doesn't get those. Yeah. Um, like it, it's not that it wires her, like it actually just it it screws with her anxiety. So she gets yeah. the indigas, which make her tired. <laughs> yeah, and I, that's what I don't I don't want to fall asleep. Like it was it just not it knocks me out. There was an instance, um I think at some point two weeks within the past two weeks that like I was just relaxing. I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. Why not? And I take the, the one of the gummies and I fall asleep on the couch at seven o'clock and I wake up at midnight and I couldn't get back to sleep. Nice. To that's, where I it's exactly what you want to happen. I might have taken another gummy. Just to, just point, to get back to sleep. Just to get back to sleep. <sighs> so I was like, this is this is like I can't I'm fully I'm fully slept. Like I slept. I'm I like I got a four hours of sleep. I'm not ready to go back to sleep. Um but yeah, Lego City Undercover though. It's great. And it's the fact that if you're a cop and you just blow your whistle and say this is an emergency, you can legally steal any car. I I might um add that to like like some wish lists and keep an eye for uh for yeah. a sale. Keep an eye out for a sale. Like like I said, it was like under five bucks when I Let's bought see. it. I I assume it is Steam Deck verified. Let's find out. It's gotta be. It's yep. gotta be. Steam Deck verified. You never know. You never know. Yeah. yeah. Add it to the wish list. It's it's a super fun game. Um that like I've always had a good time with those Lego games. It's just like you said before, a lot of the licensed ones, they get a little repetitive after a while. Yeah. It's just it's the same thing over and over again. Yeah, and it's like like they have six different versions of Lego Star Wars. Like yeah, they have exactly. the original Lego Star Wars and then they have Lego Star Wars, the original trilogy, and then they now they have like the Skywalker saga, and then they have this and that and everything. And like there it's it's all the same game, but just a little slightly different. But like I've I've only ever played the original Lego Star Wars. If I were to go back to the Skywalker saga or like the newer stuff that they released, it would be new to me, but in the end it's still going to be the Lego gameplay like yeah. which is kind of generic and i will say that i preferred those games before they added voice acting yeah. i think i think when it was just sound effects and like like um miming things it was much funnier than when yeah. they added the actual like voice acting and dialogue and everything but yeah that I, is the, me <laughs> the voice acting in this game is worth it though like well and wait. this it, it it's its own story, so it's a little yeah, bit different. It's, it's its own story. It's not an IP with characters that you know what they should sound like and things like that. Yeah. Um. Anything else you want to say about Lego City? Yes. Thank you. No. Uh, <laughs> no. We're good. We're good. All right. Well, the last thing we have then is, uh, like we said at the top, I finished off the Southern Reach trilogy, which um is the first book of said trilogy is Annihilation, which we talked about uh, the movie of a few weeks ago, and I I talked a little bit about the book at the time. Um, the, the past couple of days I've read the, the second and third books, which are called authority and acceptance. Um, really good. Like would actually love, I would have loved it if they could have actually done the trilogy of films. Um, cause I think, I think the way that the, the, the initial film ended, uh, gives it like, it works for the, where the second book goes and then for where the final book goes in a weird way. Like, it wouldn't have been the exact same thing, much like the movie was very different from the first book. But I think they could have done, like, an interesting adaption retelling sort of thing. Uh, but anyway, so Annihilation book is close enough to the movie that I'm not going to recap it. Um, Authority is actually outside of Area X. Um, you're following um, 
a man who who calls himself Control, and he is the director of the government agency that is sending these expeditions into Area X, trying to figure out what's going on in there. Mm-hmm. Um, so, th- and I guess like spoilers for these books, like they're several years old at this point. So take take that for what it will. Um, you find out that the psychologist that was in both in the first book and the movie, the one that was doing like the um the mind control and stuff to them, that she was basically like the head of the expedition. Um, she was actually the former director. Like she stepped down as director to go on this mission. Um, and then like dies <laughs> in Area X. So this new guy comes in, becomes director, and kind of like you follow him as he's trying to unravel all these different mysteries that are all related to Area X, but not related to necessarily being in there, related to, like, what this organization and the people that run it are really doing. Um, And much like at the end of the movie, um, the biologist, which was Natalie Portman's character, um, was found outside of Area X and is back at this facility and is basically being held um, for, like, quote-unquote debriefing while they try and figure out what happened in there. But she's cagey and doesn't remember a lot, and you're you're left with that same uncertainty early on, like in like at the end of the movie, where is that really her or is it something that Area X created and left? Because yeah. um, because the way the way book one ends, it doesn't end with her leaving Area X. It actually ends with her just leaving that lighthouse at the end and just wandering deeper into Area X, and that's just that's where the book ends. Um, so the movie kind of almost adapts a little bit of the second book, which is, you know, interesting. Um, but yeah, so so as it goes along, goes along, you just find you find out like these little tidbits of things like there was a like there's the lighthouse that, that you see in the movie and in the first book. And you learn that there's a good chance that the the creature that was there in the, in the book specifically um, was actually the former lighthouse keeper that had been transformed by whatever Area X is. Um, and you learn that the previous director may have grown up in the 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 spot in um in the Florida like the southern floor or not even the southern like it's like is it is it the Panhandle is that what Florida like that part of Florida is considered that's like not part of like the tail of Florida it's kind of like connected to like Mississippi yeah yeah I think that's um, the Panhandle yeah so like area like like that's where where the the zone is it's down there um. And she, she apparently grew up down there before all of this happened. Um, so there's just all sorts of mystery gets layered on top of things in authority. And it ends basically with control going on the run and trying to find the biologist who escaped and finding out that, like, she really isn't the biologist. She is a copy of her and like an imperfect copy who remembers everything the biologist had done up to that point, but disagrees with all of it. And like, kind of has her own personality and everything, which mm-hmm. it's hard to tell that in in the books because so in, in Annihilation movie you get everything from Natalie Portman's per, Natalie Portman's perspective, um, and she is acting in, in it too. So you're not she's not narrating to you; she is just experiencing the things in real time. Um, yeah, in the book you're actually reading like her notes and expedition diary entries, essentially. So everything is very clinical and dry because she wasn't writing like she wasn't experiencing at the time. She was telling you what she experienced up to that point, essentially. Um, yeah. So when so when you're interacting with her in in the government facility, 
she has a personality and she's sarcastic and she's a, a bit manipulative and it's like well is she not her or is this just her and we just didn't get that because of the way the first book is formatted um and it actually so authority of the second book ends with control finding her and both of them re-entering area x um so then when you get to the final book acceptance it is you find out that control and and she actually starts going by ghost bird or bird ghost something like that instead of the biologist <laughs> um mm-hmm. They get back into Area X and they find um, the former assistant director of the government facility um, who worked directly under control in the previous book. He somehow ended up in there. Um, but for, for those two characters, it's only been like a week or two. Um, for her, she's actually been in Area X for three years. So you find out that time moves at a wildly different pace inside like the bubble. And the opposite of the movie? No, I think everything moves faster in the movie, didn't it? Everything moves slower in the movie. Oh, I thought everything was faster in the no, bubble in the movie. No, because her her husband was gone for almost a year, and I thought he said it had only been a couple of days. Oh, you know what? I think you're right. But he also wasn't really the husband, we figure out. Yeah, yeah. And like, had a bunch of like memory shit gone wrong. So like, who and, knows with that? I feel like it was also said... And that that she was only gone for a few days. I think that's. I think they do. I think they do say that in the movie too. Like like she was gone for a lot longer than than. Just keep talking. I'll look it up. Um, and a, a lot of that is actually alluded to in the book too, of her not knowing how many days it's been and thinking that it has been more in the first book. Um, but yeah, so you find out that that um her name is Grace, the the assistant director has been kind of like wandering and trapped in there for three years. Um, and then she also found the final like notes from the biologist who it turns out she found she found an island that had another lighthouse on it um, and then also found a an owl that had like peculiar behavior um, and kind of like stuck by her. And she she started believing that that owl was actually her husband that had been lost in Area X and that Area X had just changed him into this owl like creature. Um, but she ended up spending 30 years in there over the span of maybe a year for like everybody else, um, Mm -hmm. before like, um, before the owl died that she thinks was her husband and whatever weird thing had infected her finally took over and turned her into a different creature. Um, so you have all that going on for control and ghost bird and stuff, but then throughout this book, it's switching point of view to two different points in time. Um, it's going back 30 plus years um, to before Area X formed to the lighthouse keeper, like to that lighthouse that became the the tower and everything from the movie. Um, and you follow him for these chapters as he's just trying to live his life. Um, he was a pastor. He, he, he gave up being a pastor. Um, you don't necessarily like get like a hard confirmation that, that I caught at least. But he's gay, so I'm thinking it may have been like a he just finally like decided that he couldn't hide that anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, I could I could be mis misinterpreting that. Um, but he basically goes to this secluded area of Florida and becomes a lighthouse keeper. Um, but throughout this, um, a little girl who ends up being the psychologist um, is just like he's kind of coming over to hang out with them because she just she thinks the lighthouse is cool and 
doing like some of the the menial stuff he does is fun so like it's you know it's one of those situations um yeah and he's also got these two people showing up that are from some sort of paranormal research society trying to do these weird experiments and stuff with the lighthouse and he's not totally on board with it and they just get creepier and creepier as time goes um up to the point where he basically becomes the creature um the the tower as area x forms um and then the the final kind of timeline they follow is actually the psychologist as she becomes the director of the government facility leading up to the point where she enters um with that 12th expedition into mm-hmm. area x where she ultimately dies and you find out that like she actually went into area x previously without like authorization and was able to get out and like didn't have anything like go horribly wrong for her the person that came with her not not as lucky but like she didn't like suffer anything too bad and um that she also has uh terminal cancer and that is why she wants to go into area x she wants she basically wants to go in there to die because i i feel like it's it's part of a she thinks that if she's there she won't die she will just become something new yeah um but yeah like it's it's a wild wild story and I'm glad that I read the second and third books kind of back to back because I feel like if I had taken a break between them like I did between the first one and, and the second one, um, I would have just forgotten a lot of stuff because mm-hmm. the first like the first book can kind of stand on its own. Like nothing from that first book really has like a big impact on the larger portion of what you're reading in the second two. But books two and three are definitely like much more tied together. Yeah. Um, from what I could read, Lena was in there for four months. Okay. So she was in there for a while, but I don't believe they hinted at how long she was actually in there, how long she thought she was in there. She just couldn't remember how long she was in there for. Right. And I think that was a thing that they kept alluding to with everything. And that is no one knew where they were, how long they were there or anything like that. I mean, they Um, lost like five days of time because they all blacked out the second they walked in there, basically. Right, right. That's I forgot. That's how it starts. Um, yeah, it's interesting how both different and similar the movie and the books end up being. Mm-hmm. Like it, it looks like the the movie started to be like go into early pre production before the books were actually even published. Like the rights got purchased before the books were before the first book was published. I, sh- I should say. Yeah, that's um, wild. Yeah, and based on so based on when the movie came out. The first two books were released already, and I think the third book may have been released, but it's one of those they could have absolutely written a, or even revised the script to reflect some of the stuff in books one and two, which I think is why we get the ending and come some of the interstitials in the movie where Lena is in the facility at the end and like going through debriefing and all that. Um, I really think that is from them finding out what the second novel had. And incorporating that to kind of have a more a more full bodied story while still leaving that weird like cl- not even quite a cliffhanger ending like it's more of a like up to the the viewer's discretion ending. They could have absolutely done reshoots to fix that or change that. Exactly, and, that's why like, I'm like they they could have for sure have recorded it initially and then been like, oh well, this is how the book is. Let's change it. Well, so sure. the the first and second books came out in the same year. Yeah. So that's why I'm that's what what I mean like 
I feel like they looked at what both of those had in it and used that as the blueprint for what they did in the movie. But you, my, the majority of it, they used book one. Yeah. Um, because book two re- was completely unrelated. Um, or not un- unrelated is the wrong word. Like you don't really go into area X at all in, in the second book. It's all from the outside looking in. And there was really none of that in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, fantastic trilogy. And like, they're fairly short books. Um, yeah. like, you may actually enjoy them at some point. Um, I think they're all under like 400 pages. I think they're like 350-ish a book. And they, for, other than like each book had like one kind of really chunky chapter. Most of the chapters are really short too. So it's very easy to like, oh, I'm just going to read a quick chapter. And they'd be like, oh, that only took like 10 minutes. I'm going to read another chapter real quick. Yeah. So I don't know about okay. you, but like I hate stopping in the middle of chapters. I'd rather just. I, I will. I think the only time I ever technically stopped in the middle of a chapter was during World War Z, but even that, I I might not have. The, like World War I, Z was at least a little different because it did have like they had and, chapters and chapters and essentially. Yeah, and like um, Terry Pratchett books, like the Discworld books, especially the early ones, don't have chapters. It's mm-hmm. like uh, apparently he was quoted one point saying something like, "Well, life doesn't have chapters. Why should books?" I mean, life does have chapters. It does, but uh, he more meant like chapter breaks. Yeah. So they're very much like a, a book where you just have to kind of pick spots to stop or you're never going to stop. But I'm I'm very much like a I'm just going to read to the end of the chapter. Like, I'm not going to stop in the middle of one. Yeah, no, I, I always finish a chapter. Always. Fin- Even if I'm falling asleep, I will tough it out. I will reread as many pages as I need to to finish that chapter. Or I will just reread that chapter the next time. I read. I've done that a couple of times, like started, read like two pages, realized I was too tired. I'm like, I'm just going to yeah. go back to the beginning of this chapter and I'll just start it over tomorrow when like I know I'm going to pay attention. Um, yeah. And like for me, like I both don't want to leave off in mid chapter because I feel like it's easier to forget what happened at that point for whatever, excuse me, for yeah. whatever reason. But also because I read like digital and like swap between audio and, and ebook and all having it end on chapters makes it easier to pick up from other devices because like kindle will sync on all your devices to like the last thing you read so as long as i end on a chapter i know i'm picking up where i left off on the other device and um audio audible in particular if it had if the book has whisper sync does that too so like if i read three chapters and then open the audiobook it'll pick me up on chapter four or whatever Mm -hmm. um which is it's great (laughs) because you don't have to keep track of where you left off on things yeah um, but yeah, really cool books, worth reading. Highly recommend. Nice. May, yeah. it, may, we'll see. I haven't finished my Doctor Who book. Um, it's a comic, and I sat down and read a bit of it. But then, it's just past couple weeks, I've been. I, anytime I'm like, I I want to put set aside time to read, it just doesn't happen, and I'm just like, I'm too tired to read. So I haven't read that. Like I I read the first. Like I'm three three fifths through the first like comic in that omnibus uh and like i'm on part four or five of the first book and i just never finished it i haven't gotten around to it i'm just so so tired lately like even today i i should edit two videos before calling it quits and going to bed or watching tv but i'm just so tired yeah (laughs) anymore i'm tired today too i'm just always tired because i can't drink coffee um that's fair and yeah, you know they they do make just like caffeine like tablets you can just like no, suck on. It's not 
It's caffeine. I can't drink caffeine. Oh, I thought it was the acidity in the coffee no, that was. No, it's um, it is apparent. It's uh, supposedly so when when you drink coffee, like the caffeine, or when you drink caffeine in general, uh, and a lot of people will drink caffeine because like it helps them poop and it regulates them a little bit. But that's only because like the caffeine will um will relax different muscles in your body and one of the muscles that will relax are muscles that are sphincter like and your lower esophagus is very sphincter like and it'll relax the lower esophagus and it'll open up and it'll stay a little bit more open which causes the acid to gurgle back up oh okay yeah no i always yeah. thought it was like acidity in the coffee no no it's the caffeine itself so i just i need to find natural caffeine replacements and it's just, there's not a lot out there. Yeah, um, that, that is unfortunate. It's like, eat berries. And I'm like, but I don't want to eat more. No, berries I'm trying to eat less. I know, but like even eating, eating a pound of berries a day to stay energized, you're still eating a pound of berries. Well, Obviously, then have some caffeine eat. so that you poop them all out. But then I'm just going to be hacking up a lung, or not a lung, but a stomach all day, and it's going to be uncomfortable and give me a headache and make me want to do less. You might just be broken just, for life, man. I I am. I am broken for life. And if I could just, like, find some way to just, like, get the government to be able to pay me so that I can start doing YouTube full time and, and then make these videos on my free time, on my own time and not have to work, that'd be nice. Give me Social Security, and then I'll start making videos, and eventually I'll come off Social Security because I'm making videos. and I'm making You're almost there. You only got 30 more years. I mean, look, if I can get some disability type of a can't work things going on then like family family leave act or medical leave act where like i don't have to work anymore and they just pay me you know then what i can need, just what you need start. is you need to get hit by a bus so that you can then sue the bus company you know what well that's yeah that's that's an option um yeah i've just i've just been so tired to like read like this weekend in, in particular i i wanted to clean i wanted to cook and i did i did everything i wanted to do but after I would get done some of the stuff. So, like, I recorded the three episodes that I would normally record, the two episodes that I no would normally record on Wednesdays. I actually recorded that on Saturday this past week, and I edited the other videos. No, I... Ed when did I edit? Did I edit the videos? on? I edited the videos on Friday between work and Brose, and then I recorded Brose, and then I recorded the next three videos. And then Sunday, I, like, cleaned the house, did meal prep, this, that, and the other thing. And I was like, all right, I'll have time to read while Chase is at the groomer. I didn't have time to read while Chase is at the groomer because uh, meal prep and cleaning took too long. That's a bummer. Yeah, it's just been tired. But, yeah, it is what it is. I'll get there. I and still did technically read a book this month, so it's fine. Yeah, that's look, that's all you got to do. Just read a book. Yeah, it takes you two months. It takes you two months. Technically, I did read a book this month. It just wasn't as long as I was expecting it to be. So that's why I was like, I need to read another book this month. Yeah, you know, you, you, you accomplished something. That's what matters. Yeah. Um, but I think that will probably do it for this week. That's that's a show. Yeah. Um, if you would like to find more of our content, you can head over to www.one-quest.com. You can also help us out by supporting us at patreon.com slash onequest. If you can't support us there with your dollars, though, you can go to your favorite podcast platform, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, rate us, review us, subscribe to us. All of it helps. 
You can also find us on social media, facebook.com slash onequestonline or at one underscore quest on Instagram and Twitter. Our YouTube channel is youtube.com slash onequestvideo. And you can always send us emails to social at one-quest.com. And Rich, what is your streaming this week? Twitch.tv slash B underscore Walnuts. We're in video game streaming Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Sunday. This weekend, the weekend of March 1st, uh, literally, I will be streaming Final Fantasy VII Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday as much as I can. Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. So oh, shit, come that's hang tomorrow. out. That's lit. Yeah, it comes out tomorrow, but I always play Sea of Thieves on Thursdays, so I'm fine waiting until Friday after work. So it's starting Friday around like six o'clock, seven o'clock after work for a couple of hours. Saturday and Sunday, there might be a family dinner or thing at some point. So you can skip that. No, I'm not gonna, but like sometime on Saturdays and Sundays, uh, on the Saturday and Sunday plus Monday and Tuesday next week. Um, come hang out. Also just FYI, even though it's Thursday when this comes out, we're like two subs away from 10 subs for the month. This is my lowest performing month in a long time. It's uh, the shortest month. Which, I mean, it could... Ex- I think I do have quite a few subscribers that subscribe on the 29th, 30th, and 31st of each month. Um, but it is literally my my worst performing month in a while. Subscriber count. We are two subs away to get a spooky stream next month. Come on, guys. Just two more subs. Just two more subs. You can do it. I, I, we have one day to do it. That's tomorrow or Tuesday, which is today when or Thursday when this comes out. Man, time. Yeah, you're not doing so well. The 29th is the last day to subscribe to get us a spooky stream next month. All right. Well, with that, we will be back next week with something else to talk about. Thanks for listening. Bye. See yes. you.